I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around Around the the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to the show. I'm Kirk Jowers filling in today on Inside Sources. Uh, grateful to have Spencer Eccles in the studio today. Spencer, you wrote an op-ed in the Sunday edition of the Deseret News. Utah can summit the peak and become number one in education. I want to talk about that, but I've got to ask, the last time we were in this KSL studio together, you announced that you were considering running for governor and, and outlined that. Is this op-ed a part of your exploration process? Well, for me and for our family, we've been involved with and interested in education our entire lives, and that goes back generations. And so uh, regardless of that, of whether I was running or not, I'd be interested in it and and considering this issue, especially on top of uh, the Utah Foundation's report, which had great information. Um, but yes, still in the exploration phase, looking very closely at that and what we can do in this state to make it better and, in fact, be, continue to be number one. So every every candidate for governor, every candidate for kind of any major position here in Utah, um, I think we'll say education is a top or if not the top priority. But I've never heard the moonshot of objectively um, putting ourselves to the test of uh, making Utah number one education, using your op-ed, you talked about the different places where we could actually evaluate ourselves. Um, I think most candidates, I think the reason is, no one has said that, I think most candidates believe um, that that's impossible given how many children per taxpayer we have, our larger families that, you know, where we fall near the very bottom in pupil per, uh, money per, per student. Um, what makes you think Utah could not just be better? Uh, what makes you think we could actually be the best? Well, I think, first of all, it's the people of this great state. It's the teachers, it's the parents, and it's all the people that live here. They, we have a culture of education. It's been that way since the first settlers came here, and there's no reason why we can't be number one, and I firmly believe that. And uh, when I took over economic development uh, to, to help Governor Herbert and in uh, 2009, we were in the teeth of the downturn, and we were thinking about what's our mission, what's our vision, what should we be? And, you know, we said Utah will lead the nation as the best-performing economy and be recognized as a premier global business destination. When, when I came in uh, talking with our team about that mission statement, it was really scary. I mean, uh. people were saying, well, really? We're going to lead the nation? Utah is going to lead the nation? But if you take a look at our results, and this is building on great work that had been done going into 2009, we were set up very well, which is where we are, I think, in education also. But uh, we were able to build on that, and and as a team, as a state, 
we were able to continue forward, and we indeed lead the nation as the best-performing economy, and we are recognized as a premier global business destination. I have no doubt that we can be number one in education. The question is, really, how, how do you define that? That's the mountain peak, right? Right. Um, how do you measure that? And, and that's where we need to work together, parents, teachers, the education community, the business community, the legislature, legislators. And then finally, what's the path to get there? But if we don't really get a real clear goal and a stake in the sand, we will never make that. And we, for years, talked about all these different pathways and these measurements, and there's a lot of disparate ways of comparing. Who do we compare to? Do we compare nationally? Do we compare to the intermountain states? Do we compare internationally? We've got to come to a determination of how we're going to do that, and then we need to be disciplined and stay on that path and move that forward. Well, you are um, – I hope you're right. I uh – I mean, that's what we all want is we want this state to be a place where our kids, our grandkids uh, can be educated and enjoy probably the most amazing place on earth as far as the, the outdoor recreation, everything that the state has. You you brought up uh, something you were about your time when you were responsible for bringing jobs to Utah and, and, and working on strengthening Utah's economy and, and indeed bringing it to number one. So that's what you're known for, stimulating and sustaining economic growth for Utah. How does education play into into that goal of, of bringing and continuing to bring high-paying jobs to Utah? Well, when we were talking to companies, as as whether they were local or whether they were uh, international or national looking to come here or looking to expand here, uh, always in the top three, often in the top one or two, uh, the key thing they were looking at was, tell us about your education system. Uh, that is... Uh, the educated workforce is what they're looking for, but also the families that move here are looking to where are my kids going to be educated and what kind of education, what kind of lifestyle is that? So that is absolutely critical and imperative to our future and even well, more I'll, so today. Let me today. ask a quick question on that because it seems like one obstacle that, that you would face if, if you are our promoter-in-chief, which you were, of bringing all these incredible companies to town – no matter how we actually are, as you mentioned in your op-ed, we are we are good, even above average in our edu- in our education, in spite of our low per pupil spending. Mm-hmm. Was that ever though tough to get people past that? That we are right down in you know number forty nine or fifty or uh, in per per pupil spending. The issue would come up in our conversations, and that's why it is so important to have a clear goal that's defined, that's measured. That's, that we're disciplined to, and then we have a path. And that path then includes, you know, how what kind of budgetary dollars do you have there? And we have limited flexibility in some ways. Some people will say, oh, well, there's no way we can do that. But there's a lot of things we can do, like early childhood education. Uh, we did a, a social impact bond from the state, and Goldman Sachs led out on it. Uh, J.B. Pritzker was the second on it. He did a program-related investment, which is, uh, you know, it enabled him to do that through his foundation. And there are ways to do things in, in a different manner, thinking outside the box where we can have public-private partnerships. We can, there's a, there are other components too, but we have to be having a goal first and discipline ourselves. You're always making priority decisions, and, uh, but for a, a clear goal, a clear path, then we're not going to make it there. And it's really dependent upon pulling all the people into the equation. There's been a lot of discussions and, and great work that's been done in Governor Herbert's educa- Excellence in Education Commission that he has. 
Um, and we just need to build upon that now, just like what we did in 2009 coming out of the downturn. We need to build on these great successes and the knowledge that we have and the studies that have been done, and we need to move it forward. And I'll just give you one data point. When you think about the Utah Foundation and the, and the, and the great study that they put out, if you look at their website, they've done 81 reports on education, huh. 81 and so we have information, we have data, now we need to put it to good use and we need to move forward because the future is not going to look anything like today. The demographics are changing, socioeconomics are changing, politically we're changing, and uh, the way we, we learn is changing, technology in the classroom, for example. And not only that, but the jobs of the future will not, be, will not resemble the jobs of today, and, and we already can see it jobs of today in, in like a, uh, a production facility, a CNC facility, it's much different than 50 years ago or 40 years ago. Well, Spencer, uh, thank you so much for being in studio with, with me today. Uh, thank you for that op-ed. I agree. We need, we need a real roadmap through these next, uh, these next few years, but as well, uh, for decades to come. Uh, I think you're on the right path. Uh, and I look forward to seeing, any future decisions that you might make on, on, on how you will be able to impact education and other key factors in the state. Well, I really appreciate that. And, you know, it takes a village. It takes all of us working together. But we are Utahns. We can do these things together. They're hard. They'll be hard conversations. But if we agree on the objective, then we can easily, more easily get to that point. And I, I firmly believe that. Thank you so much Thanks. for being with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.